Happy Sunday, NodPod, and welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Spin Snack. So today I am super excited to bring you one of my favorite concepts ever. One of my favorite concepts ever when I need a boost of confidence. And I had actually kind of forgotten about this one and heard it referenced again recently on a friend's podcast on the Adversity Advantage, which is hosted by my friend Doug. And it's the gap and the gain. And the gap and the gain is a concept that was developed by a business coach named Dan Sullivan. And then the concepts were expanded on by a psychologist named Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So if you guys like this episode and you like the concepts as I'm describing them, I highly recommend you get a hold of that book and you can do a deeper dive on this. So essentially, so this will kind of be like the Cliff Notes version of this. So they begin the book by talking about the U.S. Constitution, and I know a lot of my listeners actually are not in America, but this is a global human condition, right, this idea. But in the U.S. Constitution, it, be, it begins with this concept that we all have the right to the pursuit of happiness. And he makes a case that the pursuit of something implies that we don't already have it. So we're in the pursuit of happiness, and there's a huge difference between pursuing something out of lack and pursuing something out of abundance, right? By which I mean recognizing what we already have and valuing that as we set long-term goals versus only focused, being only focused on what we don't already have. And he basically describes it as a really toxic mindset that can be boiled down to this. Are we measuring ourselves against a future ideal, which is living in the gap? Are we measuring ourselves against the things that we don't have versus measuring ourselves against our starting point? And when we measure ourselves against our starting point, that's living in the game. For example, me, right? Like I want to own a home. I don't own a home yet. And I live in San Diego. It's really expensive out here. I don't know how that's ever going to be possible. Bop, bop, bop. If I measure myself from my starting point, when I was in sober living at 30 days, and I had just been homeless and didn't even have a driver's license. That is living in the gain. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have the goal of buying a house, but what they have studied and has been studied elsewhere is that when we move from a place of feeling confident about what we've already achieved, that gives us the ability statistically to achieve more. And it's a human condition to forget about what we've already done, right? And so I'm hoping this episode encourages you to, again, what they say is, always measure backwards. We're always measuring from our starting point. So what that looks like, and side note, he makes it very clear that he's not like blaming the constitution for this, but he does say that, you know, ideals shape culture and culture can shape identity. And globally, there's certainly a culture which has been enhanced by social media of, my God, like, what do you, look what they have. I don't have that. I want that. I want that. I want that. Versus, no, oh, where did I start? Where did I start? And, and, and am I measuring myself against a previous version of myself, not someone else, right? So, for example, in my spin class this week, this is how I'm using this. We do like races and stuff, and it's very hard to win a race. There's a bunch of people in there. There's some strong, powerful people. People work out outside the room, right? Like, it, it, it's hard. And so I encourage people to not measure themselves against like, am I, am I constantly getting top five in these classes, but rather... Think about the first class you took, the first spin class you took. You probably had to sit down most of the time, right? You were probably dying afterwards. Maybe you even left early. I took my first spin class in Uggs. I had no idea what was going on. That's a true story. I had no idea what was going on. And now I teach and I can speak the whole time. So we measure ourselves against a previous 
version of ourselves, right? Versus a future ideal. Or my podcast, I want, you know, 100,000 downloads a month, say. If I'm just constantly thinking about that and I'm in the lack of things, that's me living in the gap. But if I think about my first day one download, I got 31 downloads that day. And now my first day one, meaning the day an episode releases, is 20 times that, right? And if I look at that, it gives me the the confidence to feel like I can make the next moves to get myself to that next level. Whereas if I'm only focused on the numbers that I'm getting now and how they don't match up to what I want, that leaves us in a place of feeling less confident and less able. You guys know that. When you think about what you want in the future, it can be discouraging. It can be depressing when we think about how far away we are from what we want. But when we think about how far we are from where we started, we get an immediate boost of confidence. And so that's what they call always measuring backwards. And I want to encourage you guys today, this week, moving forward, and I'm going to give you some tools to continue checking in with this, that we're always measuring from our starting point, not where we want to go next. So, and recovery, I'm always finding new ways that being addicts and alcoholics in recovery is not a liability, but an asset. And like, this is yet another one of them. This is why I'm so grateful to have been an addict. And especially if you're an addict like me with a dark, gloomy, gross story, you know, like my history, we have even more opportunity to see gains and to feel optimistic. I was referencing my 30 days in sober living. So sitting in that 30 days in my sober living, I could have thought about, and I did, frankly, I used to have a house. (laughs) I used to have a car. I used to have a job. I used to have this and that and this and that. Now I'm just sitting here, right? That would be living in the gap, getting down on myself. And that leads to using again, right? When we get depressed like that, living in the gain would have been, look at me in this safe, sober living on the couch, watching TV. I'm safe. I'm not skulking around behind dumpsters, trying to find a vein outside, ducking law enforcement. The cops know me. As soon as they see me, I'm going to get picked up, right? Living in fear all the time. And for me as an opiate addict, I'm not dope sick, you know, man, that struggle of needing 20 bucks just to breathe and take a step in the morning. That's a terrible, that's a terrible way to live. And at 30 days in measuring myself from that point of being homeless behind a dumpster versus where I was, that was a pretty big gain, right? It's hard to kick. So I had gains at 30 days. And now, even now my recovery still gives me this Last week, I had to get a new, they have this like California ID. I think it's everywhere. It's called the real ID. You need a new ID. My license has been expired for an embarrassingly long time. So I'm make I'm getting my ID and you need all this shit, right? Of course, like you have to print something and fill it out. And then, you know, you need another form of ID and all this stuff, my passport. So I'm printing my stuff and scanning it in my phone and uploading it on the DMV site. And I just stop for a second. And I think you guys will this will resonate with you guys. And I realized I had a, I own a printer. (laughs) I own a printer and I'm scanning things in my phone and I'm uploading them into a computer that I have. Like I, the, the concept of having a printer seems so adult and so responsible to me. And especially from when I was using 
And I, I actually even looked at my husband and I was like, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy because like I have eight years or whatever. But in this moment, I'm like blown away that I have a printer and I'm scanning stuff and I have the tools at my disposal. We have like a little office set up like a homeless person. I have an office set up and, and I need all of this stuff because we're traveling to Mexico in January. That is living in the gain versus what I mentioned earlier, which was thinking about the savings I want and the 401k I want and the house I want, right? Living in the gain and seeing how far I've come makes saving up for a house feel way, way more accessible and possible. And there's another way that for us in recovery, I, I, I wish I had been able to look at this at the time and I wasn't able to, but maybe you guys can. So for those of you listening that, that kind of come in and out and, and relapse like I did, in 2014, I was in a really long-term program. I was in the program for most of that year. I think I was in it for like nine and a half months. I relapsed twice while I was in there and ended up getting kicked out. So it was in December of 2014. It was right around now, eight years ago. And I got kicked out. My mom was dropping me off at my sober living. She picked me up to bring me to lunch or something. She was dropping me off and I was fully strung out again, you know, and I think I probably started crying and I was so disappointed because I really liked that program. I was bummed I got kicked out and, you know, I had had a good job and all that shit. So I start crying and she was like, Janine, this past year in 2014, you were clean for nine months of this year. (laughs) That is way more sober days than you've had in a year in 10 years. That's a lot of sobriety that you had this year. Like you did a lot of work this year. And honestly, in the moment, I didn't really look at it that way, right? Because I still didn't have a car or any of this stuff. But man, she was right. And I wish I had been able to give myself credit for that. And so I want you guys to give yourself credit for that. Wherever you are in this journey, man, if you got 30 days this year, like that was a gain. That was a success. And if you're putting together a couple of months over the years, more and more months over the years, because I was and I didn't realize it, I was getting 60 days. And then the next year I got 90 days, you know, twice. And then the year after that, I got these nine months. And every time I was putting that time together, I was learning how to put time together. And then eventually it all came together. Those were all gains. And so if you're one of my people that's listening, that's kind of in and out, look at the last year. How often were you sober? A lot, you know, or even if it was a little, did you have some sober time? And for my listeners that are still using, you're in a gain right now by listening to a sobriety podcast to try to better your life. You're in a gain right now. Even if you're strung out, would you have listened to this a year ago? Would you have listened to this two years ago? No, you're on the path. You're on the path forward. But I wish I'd been able to see that at the time because I felt like such a loser, right? And when we feel like a loser, that's a a perpetuating feeling, right? That's a feeling that continues to regenerate. And for me, that ended up me using because I was like, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? I already lost my clean date. Who cares? You know, but I wish I'd been able to look back and be like, no, I put together some time this year. I want consecutive, but I put together some time. Like I learned some tools this year. I can, I can leverage those moving forward. So here's what I'm going to invite you guys to do. It's the end of the year. At my studio, I've done this for five years. I do something called a goals and gratitude ride. And there's a little box and I ask my clients to write down their wins of the past year, their things that they're grateful for, blessings of the past year, and then goals for the next year. And I'm going to invite you guys to do that too, because even for me, I was writing down my gratitudes from this year and I had way more than I thought, you know, like 
we sold the studio. That that was a goal coming out of last year. That was my goals and gratitude box last year. I knew we needed to sell. We sold. I got Tank. I got my dog. Uh, we moved and I loved our old place and we were able to get a place we love even more and stay in the same neighborhood, which I never thought was possible because we live in a bougie ass neighborhood and I did not think we'd be able to stay, but we were, you know, and I had all these wins this year that I had kind of forgotten about. I'm back at a studio that I love. I reconnected with an old friend who's real important to me and she and I are going to be working, working together soon. I had a lot of wins. And when we see those and recognize those, it makes the goals of next year feel, feel way more attainable because it's like, well, damn, look what I did this year. I could do this. I can, I can do what's next year. So I want you guys to do that. I want you to write down your wins from this year and your goals for next year. And if you can, hold on to it for a year. I love looking back at my goals and gratitude, right? Or my goals and gratitude list at the end of the year. So I would love for you guys to write that down. Honor the wins of this past year. And then, and I'm going to join you in this process too. Dr. Hardy and Dan Sullivan talk about the power of writing down nightly your three wins from the day and doing this in the last hour of your day and just kind of spending some time honoring that and like meditating on the win of the day. And Dr. Hardy says that the last hour of our day is coded into our long-term memory. And most people spend the last hour of the day, including me, I'm binging the shit out of Yellowstone right now. Side note, great show. Uh, watching TV, binge eating, and scrolling on our phone. And even if that doesn't necessarily take us backwards the next day, when we can focus on three wins of the previous day, there's another study. This is another Stanford psychologist, Dr. B.J. Fogg. He wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And he says that feeling like you're making progress is essential to making progress. And he studied this. And so when we, at night, look at the progress we've made, and go to bed feeling successful and that we've made progress, that's a regenerative feeling. And the next day we're going to continue feeling successful and we'll be going to be able to do more and more. And I'm going to join you guys on that because I'm really bad about that. So starting tonight, I'm making myself and my husband do this. We're going to start writing down three wins from the day. So the last thing I want to leave you guys with is this concept boils down to this. Always measure backwards. And if we measure from our starting point, we'll get an immediate boost of confidence. And this doesn't mean we don't set goals. What this means is that we are leveraging past success to achieve those goals. People think that confidence leads to success, but it's the other way around. Prior success leads to confidence. And so I want you guys to look back at your prior successes this year. What are your starting points and how far you've come? And I just think it's such a great way as we head into the new year. Because I know you guys probably got some goals. So let's look at what we've already done this year. All right. Love you guys, Nod Pod. Let me know what you thought of the episode.